Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Saturday, June 17th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I am Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. A lot of great listening over there. A lot of, I mean, they're very curated, very well curated podcasts. There's over 60 of them there that are part of our, part of our uh, fellowship over there. Uh, the very wide variety of topics and approaches. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure you could get over there and not find something you really want to listen to. Um, I know I, I've actually gotten to the point. I can't listen to all the things I want to listen to over there. So, so I've got some specific ones I do. Um, so again, definitely worth your while to get over there and try to find you something to listen to. I want to continue to point you at the final two links in our show notes. The first one is for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Give, Sin, Go campaign. Uh, we are striving to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can uh, commence uh, the setup and establishment of a Christian classic education-based school to provide a trustworthy alternative within our community. So... <clears throat> go ahead and click on the link. It'll give you a much more thorough description in there than I just did. And then we would ask three things of you. We'd ask you to pray for us. We'd ask for you to prayfully consider giving to us. And we'd ask you to pass the link along so others can do the same. The final link in our show notes is the uh, Transportation for Church Planters Jollies. Uh, it, is, it is Nathaniel Jolly and his wife, my, my wonderful brother and sister in Christ, up there in Alaska. They are church planters in Alaska. Went up there a couple of years ago. Um, they're doing great, great work up there. But their car, well, their truck that they had gotten when they got up there to support them and support their, their church plant and all that broke down. And they do not draw a salary because they are church planters. So they really don't have an income coming in to take care of this. So they need to fix this truck. They need approximately $8,000 to fix it. Um, obviously, that's going to be less expensive than trying to replace the vehicle. So um, they, they are looking. So, so again, I would tell you to go ahead and click on the link and go read. Nathaniel's very clearly described what's going on in their situation. And then we, we would ask the, the same thing for you. We'd ask you to pray for them. We'd ask you to prayerfully consider giving to them. And we'd ask you to pass the link along. Last I checked... <clears throat> we've done, we've done pretty good. Uh, last I saw, we were a little over $7,300 that they've gotten so far, but they, they need that 8,000 because you know how it is. You go in to do something, they give you a quote. And the fact is you usually have to pay more than the quoted price. So let's see what we can do to try to get them up over that $8,000 mark <clears throat> and maybe a little bit more to help them out. All right. Um, and one thing I, I've not added, sorry, I need some coffee here to deal with this frog. Uh, <clears throat> I just added to our church website last night, and I forgot to put it in my show notes, but we, 
um, Vail Valley Baptist Church is going to be hosting. We were selected as one of the hosting sites for um, a broadcast of the uh, movie. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm do, sorry, doing this on the fly a little bit on the movie that was put together. Well, I say movie, but it's actually documentary put together by um, Grace Community Church out in California, Dr. John MacArthur's church um, called The Essential Church. Um, and, and we're, I'm so looking forward to it. We're going to be showing it. We're, we're a showing site. One of, one of them, those selected by Grace Community Church to do so. We're going to be showing it on July 23rd. July 23rd, you can find our website, vvb.church. Um, there is, on the front page, there there is a, um, a, a flyer picture. Just scroll down the page a little bit. You'll, you'll find the indicator for that, and you can read through the information. It's got our location and the date and time and all that. We've got about 300 seats we're going to be setting up, people reserving seats, okay? So there's a link there. You can click on it. It'll take you to the page. We'll need you to fill out a page to reserve seats. Uh, very, very simple. It's just your name, how many seats you need, and your email address. But we need to do that to go ahead and reserve because our church is only so large. I mean, we've got a pretty decent viewing area, but <clears throat> we got 300 seats at this point that that we we're going to let people reserve. So, I would get on over there and reserve yourself some seats. Um definitely definitely should be wonderful. I'm I'm honestly I goofily as I goofy as I am, I'm actually kind of giddy to to get to see this and see what Grace Community Church put together about this, the essential church. Uh definitely would be worth your while to come see us if you're going to be in the area and come watch. But remember, you got to revert, uh, reserve seats. So again, you'll go find that on our website. All right, well, let's go ahead with it being a Saturday. We're just going to be doing our Bible reading today. But let's go ahead and jump in and get started. Uh, we're going to open up like we usually do on Saturday mornings with the seventh day morning prayer. God's good pleasure. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth, and all beings are creatures of thy power. Thou art the father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thy providence governs our lives. But, O oh God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one. May we hearken to thee. The Almighty Instructor, teach us to live to thee. The Light Dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. Possess our minds with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, <clears throat> and in the enjoyment of it, nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are to recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility, for vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. Let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right, now our morning devotion for June 17th. 
from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. The text for it is from Psalm 12.1. It says, help, Lord. Uh, need some more coffee. Okay. The prayer itself is remarkable, for it is short, but seasonable, sententious, and suggestive. David mourned the fewness of faithful men, and therefore lifted up his heart in supplication. When the creature failed, he flew to the Creator. He evidently felt his own weakness, or he would not have cried for help, but at the same time he intended honestly to exert himself for the cause of truth. For the word help is inapplicable where we ourselves do nothing. There is much of directness, clearness of perception, and distinctness of utterance in the petition of two words. Much more, indeed, than in the long rambling outpourings of certain professors. The psalmist runs straight forward to his God with a well-considered prayer. He knows what he is seeking and where to seek it. Lord, teach us to pray in the same blessed manner. The occasions for the use of this prayer are frequent. In providential afflictions, how suitable it is for tried believers who find all helpers failing them. Students in doctrinal difficulties may often obtain aid by lifting up this cry of help, Lord, to the Holy Spirit, the great teacher. Spiritual warriors in inward conflicts may send to the throne for reinforcements, and this will be a model for their request. Workers in heavenly labor may thus obtain grace in time of need. Seeking sinners in doubts and alarms may offer up the same weighty supplication. In fact, in all these cases, times, and places, this will serve the turn of needy soul. Of needy souls, excuse me. Help, Lord, will suit us, living and dying, suffering or laboring, rejoicing or sorrowing. In him our help is found. Let us not be slack to cry to him. The answer to the prayer is certain. If it be sincerely offered through Jesus, the Lord's character assures us that he will not leave his people, his relationship. I'm sorry his people. His relationship as father and husband guarantee us his aid. His gift of Jesus is a pledge of every good thing, and his sure promise stands, Fear not, I will help thee. All right. Well, our reading for the day is going to be 1 Kings 18, Acts 11, Psalm 135, and then Proverbs 17, verses 12 and 13. So, 1 Kings 18. Um, now it happened after many days that the word of Yahweh came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the face of the earth. So Elijah went to show himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria, and Ahab called Obadiah, who was over the household. Now Obadiah feared Yahweh greatly, and it happened that when Jezebel was cutting down the prophets of Yahweh, Obadiah took one hundred prophets and hid them by fifties in a cave, and sustained them with bread and water. Then Ahab said to Obadiah, Go through the land to all the springs of water and to all the valleys. Perhaps we will find grass and keep the horses and mules alive and not have to cut down some of the cattle. So they divided the land between them to pass through it. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. Now it happened that as Obadiah was on the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he recognized him and fell on his face and said, Is this you, Elijah, my master? And he said to him, It is I. Go say to your master, Behold, Elijah is here. And he said, What sin have I committed that you are giving your servant into the hand of Ahab to put me to death? As Yahweh your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom where my master has not sent to search for you. And if they said he is not here, he made the kingdom or nation swear that they could not find you. And now you are saying, Go say to your master, Behold, Elijah is here. 
And it will be that when I leave you, the spirit of Yahweh will carry you where I do not know. And I will come and tell Ahab, and he will not find you, and he will kill me, although I, your servant, have feared Yahweh from my youth. Has it not been told to my master what I did when Jezebel killed the prophets of Yahweh, that I hid one hundred prophets of Yahweh by fifties in a cave and sustained them with bread and water? So now you are saying, go say to your master, behold, Elijah is here. He will then kill me. And Elijah said, as Yahweh of hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely show myself to him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Now it happened when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said to him, is this you, you troubler of Israel? And he said, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, because you have forsaken the commandments of Yahweh, and you have followed the Baals. So now then send and gather to me all Israel at Mount Carmel, together with 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of the Asherah, who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent a message among all the sons of Israel, and gathered the prophets together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you be limping between two opinions? If Yahweh is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of Yahweh, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Now let them give us two oxen, and let them choose one ox for themselves, and cut it up, and place it on the wood, but place no fire under it and I will prepare the other ox and put it on the wood, and I will not place fire under it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of Yahweh, and the God who answers by fire, he is God. And all the people answered and said, That is a good word. So Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one ox for yourselves and prepare it first, for you are many, and call on the name of your God, but place no fire under it. Then they took the ox which was given them, and they prepared it, and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, answer us. But there was no voice, and no one answered, and they limped about the altar which they had made. Now it happened at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Call out with a loud voice, for he is a god. Either he is occupied, or relieving himself, or is on a journey, or perhaps he is asleep and needs to be awakened. So they cried with a loud voice and gashed themselves according to their custom with swords and lances until the blood gushed out on them. Now it happened when noon had passed that they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, but there was no voice, no one answered, and no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. So all the people came near to him, and he repaired the altar of Yahweh which had been pulled down. Then Elijah took twelve stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of Yahweh had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of Yahweh, and he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two seahs of seed. Then he arranged the wood and cut the ox in pieces and placed it on the wood. And he said, Fill four pitchers with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. And he said, Do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. And the water flowed around the altar. And he also filled the trench with water. Now it happened at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, today let it be known that you are God in Israel and that I am your slave and I have done all these things at your word. Answer me, O Yahweh. 
Answer me that this people may know that you, O Yahweh, are God, and that you have turned their heart back again. Then the fire of Yahweh fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And all the people saw it and fell on their faces and said, Yahweh, he is God. Yahweh, he is God. Then Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slaughtered them there. Now Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the tumult of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, but Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he stretched himself down toward the ground and put his face between his knees. And he said to his young man, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go back seven times. Now it happened at the seventh time that he said, behold, a cloud as small as a man's hand is coming up from the sea. And he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down so that the rain does not stop you. Now it happened that in a little while the sky grew dark with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. But the hand of Yahweh was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and outran Ahab unto where you entered Jezreel. All right. Need some coffee here for a minute. Acts, Acts 11. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those who were circumcised took issue with him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began speaking and proceeded to explain to them an orderly sequence, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision an object coming down like a great sheet lowered by four corners from heaven. And it came right down to me. And when looking closely at it, I was observing it and saw the four-footed animals of the earth and the wild beasts and the crawling creatures and the birds of the sky. And I also heard a voice saying to me, Rise up, Peter, slaughter and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing defiled or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a voice from heaven answered a second time, What God has cleansed, no longer considered defiled. And this happened three times, and everything was drawn back up into heaven. And behold, immediately three men appeared at the house in which we were, having been sent to me from Caesarea. And the Spirit told me to go with them without taking issue at all. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. And he reported to us how he had seen the angel standing in his house, and saying, Send to Joppa and summon Simon, who is also called Peter and he will speak words to you by which you will be saved, you and all your household. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as he did upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he used to say, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, if God gave to them the same gift as he gave to us also after believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could prevent God's way? And when they heard this, they quieted down and glorified God, saying, Well, then God has granted to the Gentiles also the repentance that leads to life. So then those who were scattered because of the persecution that occurred in connection with Stephen made their way to Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except to Jews alone. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also, proclaiming the good news of the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. 
Now the news about them reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas off to Antioch, who when he arrived and saw the grace of God rejoiced and began to encourage them all with a purposeful heart to remain true to the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a considerable crowd was brought to the Lord. And he left for Tarsus to search for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. And it happened that for an entire year they met with the church and taught a considerable crowd. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Now in those days some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. And one of them named Agabus stood up and indicated by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine all over the world. And this took place in the reign of Claudius. And as any of the disciples had means, each of them determined to send a contribution for the service of the brothers living in Judea. And this they did, sending it in charge of Barnabas and Saul to the elders. <clears throat> All right, Psalm 135. Praise Yah, praise the name of Yahweh. Praise him, O slaves of Yahweh, you who stand in the house of Yahweh, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise Yah, for Yahweh is good. Sing praises to his name, for it is lovely. For Yah has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel for his treasured possession. For I know that Yahweh is great, and that our Lord is greater than all gods. Whatever Yahweh pleases, he does, in heaven and on earth, and in the, in the seas and in all the deeps. The one who causes the clouds to ascend from the ends of the earth, who makes lightnings for the rain, who brings forth the wind from his storehouses. He struck the firstborn of Egypt from man to beast. He sent signs and wonders into your midst, O Egypt. Amongst Pharaoh and all his slaves, he struck many nations and slew mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. And he gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to Israel, his people. O Yahweh, your name is everlasting. O Yahweh, your remembrance is from generation to generation. For Yahweh will render justice for his people and will give comfort to his slaves. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of man's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. They have eyes, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Surely there is not any breath in their mouths. Those who make them will be like them, all who trust in them. O house of Israel, bless Yahweh. O house of Aaron, Bless Yahweh, O house of Levi, bless Yahweh. You who fear Yahweh, sorry, you who fear Yahweh, bless Yahweh. Blessed be Yahweh from Zion, who dwells in Jerusalem. Praise Yah. Finally, Proverbs 17, verses 12 and 13. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs, rather than a fool in his folly. He who returns evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. All right, well, that is our reading for the day. Let's go ahead and do our evening devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. Uh, the text for it comes from Numbers 2117. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up, O well, sing ye unto it. Famous was the well of beer in the wilderness, because it was the subject of a promise. That is the well whereof the Lord spake unto Moses, Gather the people together, and I will give them water. The people needed water, and it was promised by their gracious God. We need fresh supplies of heavenly grace, and in the covenant the Lord has pledged himself to give all we require. The well next became the cause of a song. Before the water gushed forth, cheerful faith prompted the people to sing. And as they saw the crystal fount bubbling up, the music grew yet more joyous. In like manner, oh, sorry, in like manner we who believe the promise of God should rejoice in the prospect of divine revivals in our souls. 
and as we experience them, our holy joy should overflow. Are we thirsting? Let us not murmur, but sing. Spiritual thirst is bitter to bear, but we need not bear it. The promise indicates a well. Let us be of good heart and look for it. Moreover, the well was the center of prayer. Spring up, O well. What God has engaged to give, we must inquire after, or we manifest that we have neither desire nor faith. This evening, let us ask that the scripture we have read and our devotional exercises may not be an empty formality, but a channel of grace to our souls. Oh, that God the Holy Spirit would work in us with all his mighty power, filling us with all the fullness of God. Lastly, the well was the object of effort. The nobles of the people digging, dig, sorry, the nobles of the people digged it with their staves. The Lord would have us active in obtaining grace. Our staves are ill-adapted for digging in the sand, but we, we must use them to the utmost of our ability. Prayer must not be neglected. The assembling of ourselves together must not be forsaken. Ordinances must not be slighted. The Lord will give us his peace most plenteously, but not in a way of idleness. Let us then bestir ourselves to seek him in whom are all our fresh springs. All right. Well, that is, that is our episode for today. Um, what a what a what a what a great devotion to wrap up this episode with. I, I know it's the evening devotion, but I know you probably if you listen at all, you're probably listening in the morning. But I this this sentence in here really kind of hit me. And this is the thing. So this statement this evening, let us ask that the scripture we have read and our devotional exercises may not be an empty formality, but a channel of grace to our souls. Um, I, and, and that, that really kind of hit me because way too many of us, and I used to be one of those people that we might do our Bible reading and our devotions and all that stuff and their checklist items to make sure we've done them for the day. But they're empty formalities, as, as Spurgeon speaks of here. They're empty formalities. And, and I would agree that, that, that we should ask, we should pray to God, we should ask the Holy Spirit to truly empower these. When I do this podcast, this is not meant to be empty formality when we do these readings from the Scripture, working our way through the Bible in a year. Um, the, the reading of the devotions, the reading of the prayers, when I'm doing the Bible study during the week, it's not meant to be um, empty formality, empty devotion, empty empty consumption of the Scripture. It's meant to be Holy Spirit led, um, and I and I hope it is. Or and, and it's not meant to be for you. Just oh, yep. Listen to Wayne's podcast for the day and tick and walk away. Um, I do my best so that even the podcasts that I listen to, that I truly listen to them. To try to shape, uh, and, and a number of them are they're 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 Bible study type things from from MacArthur, from um, Sproul, from um, Alistair Begg, uh, from my brothers uh, Chris and Chris Story and Rich Honholz, um over at uh, uh, Voice of Reason Radio, uh, from um, Nathaniel Jolly who I mentioned earlier, and Ekiteps of Pornchai, Truth Be Known, um, Matter of Theology, um, <clears throat> Chris Huff. I think it's Chris. I think that's the right name. I'm sorry, Chris. I am not, not, not trying to drop. I just, I, I hadn't even thought about cause I haven't heard an episode in a while and I'm, I'm waiting on one. Please send, please put another out when you have time. I hope things are okay with you, brother. Um, but, but so many of them out there, I, I mean, just thinking with, um, Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, um, you know, I don't just turn them on to be white noise. <clears throat> 
I they they help to shape and grow me. They help flesh out my faith and and God uses them. The Holy Spirit uses them to fill and shape my walk to to edify me and to equip me. And that's what I'm hoping this is for you when you listen to me. Um, this isn't about me. Uh, you know, the, the fact is, honestly, if all this is, is me, me just blah, 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 for 20, 25 minutes or, or when I'm doing Bible study, 40 to 50 minutes a day, if that's all it is, then why am I doing it? I mean, seriously, I've got other things. I can, if that's all it is, I've got better things to be doing, particularly better things for the kingdom of God. So, um, you know, so definitely with this podcast, but, but especially with your own individual reading and you should be doing don't, don't count on me to take care of your reading and devotion for the day. You need to be doing your own reading in the word. You need to be doing your own devotion. Um, and if you struggle to read like my wife does, which is part of what motivated me to do this, it just because of some of the issues she has, sometimes she has trouble being able to sit down and read the word. And what shaped it is she started listening to the word and, and truly not just, not just passively listening, but actively listening to the word, which, which drove me to do this. So if you got to do it that way, do it that way. But, but do it, and truly, like Spurgeon said, we, we should ask that the scripture we have read, I'm quoting him again, and our devotional exercises may not be an empty formality, but a channel of grace to our souls. Again, that is critical for us, especially in the world we're in. We've got to be molded and shaped so that we can truly put on the full armor of God and take our place in the battle line. Because while the war has been won, the battle is still being fought and we've got to take our place both to be obedient to God and to defend our brothers and sisters on our right and on our left in that line. Otherwise, we put them at risk. All right. So enough sermonizing for today. Just reading that really kind of hit me when Spurgeon said that it was, I it, I thought it was good to just take and, and break that down a little bit. Okay. Well, again, thank you for spending this time with me this morning. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you have some good plans for it. Again, if your plans this weekend do not include worshiping with the saints, change them. We need to be worshiping with the saints. It's not just a need, it's a command. And to be obedient and not sinful, we need to worship with the saints. So I, I, I would implore you to do so. All right. Um, hope you have a wonderful day. I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. And let's go ahead and close out in prayer. This is the seventh day evening prayer. It's called future blessings. Let's pray. O Lord God, there is no blessing we implore, but thou art able to give, hast promised to give, hast given already to countless multitudes, all unworthy and guilty like ourselves. Make us willing to receive the supply of our need from thy bounty. To this end, convince us of sin, soften our hard hearts, to bewail our folly, ingratitude, pride, unbelief, rebellion, corruption. Through the law may we die to the law, then look with wonder, submission, delight to the provision thou hast made, for the glory of thy name and the salvation of sinners. Give us a hope that makes us not ashamed, a love that excites to holy obedience, a joy in thee that is our strength, a faith in thy Son who loved us and died for us. May we persevere in duty when not fully conscious of thee, wait upon thee and keep thy way, be humble and earnest suppliance at thy feet, live continually as on the brink of eternity. Let us be at thy disposal for the duties and events of life. Submit our preferences to thy wisdom and will. Resign our enjoyments if thou shouldst require it as our absolute proprietor and best friend. 
in our unworthiness and provocations, make us grateful for the means of grace and the ordinances of religion, and teach us to profit by them more than we have done. Help us to be in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, to enter upon the Sabbath mindful of its solemnities, duties, privileges, setting all things worldly aside while we worship Thee. May we know the blessedness of men whose strength is in Thee, and in whose hearts are the highways to heaven. Amen. All right, again, I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend, and I hope to see you tomorrow morning for the morning for the Sunday, uh, June 18th episode. Have a good one. God bless. 